0: Is it a gun that sucks balls? I'm the farting demon in this relationship. <laughs> I'd be an awesome rich person. You're both just an embarrassment. Rude? God, I'm awesome. We're today. talking Tom Hanks and it. Cool. Yeah, I had my finger in my mouth waiting for you to finish. You gotta get four balls or something? Like dick piercing? Yeah, exactly. No, you know damn well I'm fucking that demon. is real sexy. <laughs> How could I be close and not be right? Yeah, just kill some random dudes. <laughs> hey, everyone, and welcome to another Plotty Time mini so. This week, we are doing another installment of Video Game Movies. For this one, I will watch a movie that was based on a video game, not a video game, based on a movie, vice versa, whatever. A video game made, no, movie made about a video game that had previously been released. I watch it, I talk about it, I think a little bit about it, and try to recommend it, see if it's a good one. I don't know, maybe it is, maybe I'll be pleasantly surprised, haven't really yet. But this week, as you can tell by the title, I'm doing the 1994 classic Double Dragon. Now I didn't even know this movie existed until I googled the comprehensive list of movies based on video games. This came out in 1994 when I would have been probably the target age for this. And I don't want to date myself, but it was directed by James Yukik who has spent most of his career in the music video world, I'd say. He's done a lot of like uh concert compilations, he's done a lot of music videos. This was one of his few, if not the only movie he ever did. And it is, it's weird. It's real strange. I don't, it's insane to me to think that this came out the same year as Pulp Fiction. Like these are the two different areas of entertainment, but I'm going to get into it because I I do, I'm going to try not to spoil too terribly much, but I'm probably going to go through the whole story anyway. So if you want to watch it, just watch it. None of my, Nothing I tell you is going to help you make sense of it or or going to ruin it for you. It's worth watching for the r- ridiculousness of it. But if you really want to stop, exit the episode now, go watch it. So for the cool people who stayed, uh, the main thing about this movie, you got two brothers. You got Jimmy and Billy Lee, just like in the video game. Jimmy is played by Mark Dacascos, who I did not recognize the name. I didn't know who that was. I looked him up. And now I know who he is. He's the guy, I don't know if you guys saw John Wick 3 Parabellum, but the fanboy assassin who was like, oh my God, John Wick, you're like my hero, and he tried to kill him. That's Mark DeCoscos. He's he's very good in a lot of stuff. Very young, not great in this. And then the uh, Billy Lee, the other brother, is played by Scott Wolfe, who had done a bit of TV. He was in Kids Incorporated. He was a child actor. He'd been around, and this was one of his, if not the first movie break he got. And... uh I don't think either of Jimmy or Billy were very good in this, but I I also don't think it's really their fault. And I'm going to get to why in a minute. So the big takeaway, the big point of this, this movie is there's this thing called the Dragon Medallion. They don't call it the Double Dragon Medallion. The Dragon Medallion. And it has two parts to it. There's the body and the soul. And each one of these parts have, like, superpowers, I guess we can talk to them. The body... Uh, basically makes you super strong and tough and the soul i'm actually i'm not even sure if that's what the body does and i'm not sure what the soul does but at some point the soul allows you to 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 hop into other people's bodies and take control of them i guess it's not very clear uh but that's the gist that's that's the whole mcguffin that's what everyone's going for they want both pieces of the dragon medallion uh, the movie takes place in the far off, distant future of 2007 in New Angeles, and there's uh, so many eye rolls for the town of New Angeles. Uh, they didn't want, to, I guess, they wanted to rename Los Angeles after this major ecological event that essentially left the town uh, as a island, and a lot of areas just went underwater and were gone. And it, it, I'm, it's so confusing because this is supposed to be apoco- a post-apocalyptic land. That's what I got of it. There are gangs that run the streets at night. And I'm not talking like there's a little bit of violence. I'm talking literally run the street. The cops clock out at dusk and then come back the next day to work. And I guess this is a truce? They worked out with the gangs? Like, no cops will go out at night because it's too scary. The gangs are out. Which is... Okay, fine. Let's buy that. Let's buy the fact that there's this post-apocalypse, a rundown city... That some major event happened. It's not the same. Badasses run the streets at night. You know what? So far, I'm in. I'll buy that for the film adaptation of Double Dragon. Sure. Okay. That would make sense why there's always gang fights every three feet in Double Dragon, right? Okay. Fine. I'll take it. Now, the opening sequence shows uh, the bad guy's sidekick. Uh, Linda Lash is her name, played by Christina... Wagner, I didn't know her from many things I didn't really... I, I don't know. But she's like the right-hand man of the main bad guy, Kogo Shuko, played by Robert Patrick. Yes, the Robert Patrick. You know him as the T-1000 from Terminator 2. I mean, it's a huge, influential movie. You, you know who this guy is. You look him up, you're like, oh, that fucking guy. Right. He's the liquid metal Terminator, right? So these she gets this, the first, the first half of the medallion, uh, she's dressed like Shredder from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles without the helmet, it's like a, I don't know if it was a nod, it was way too close to not be a nod to the turtles, I mean, by 1994, the turtles were everywhere. they were, they were hot in, like, 89, 90, they were hot, so it makes sense that it was a little nod to it, but I, there's so many nods and references to other movies, and I'll try to get to as many as possible. But she brings it back to Robert Patrick. He, It's only half the diamond. He's like, where the hell is the other half? Go get it. Uh, there's a bunch of bad effects. There's just bad fighting, bad effects. Uh, there's one great effect, which I'll get into later. But for the most part, the effects, the suits, the, the the bits are not good. The fighting's also terrible. Car chase wasn't terrible, I guess. We'll get to it. So, they, we now are in a karate tournament. Yes, a karate tournament tournament like a what appears to be a it's kind of like a mix of that underground boxing situation you've seen in a bunch of movies or a legitimate point-based karate tournament it's like a mix of the two so there's a bunch of people screaming and betting but then it's also very professional when you're on the floor and there's a real mat and there's like a ref you know calling things out and saying hey don't punch him in the face that kind of thing so I don't know why they're even fucking having karate tournaments in this post-apocalyptic world. This is where you're starting to lose me. This is where the setting is not making sense at all. But they're there with their guardian, who I guess has watched over them since their father and mother passed away a while ago. A long time ago, apparently. Uh, Their guardian's name is Satori, and she is like the same age as them? Anyway, they fucking lose the tag team karate tournament. Because Billy's a hothead, uh, and then they get in a fight, like, after the tournament with the other guys. Billy is, this is the dynamic, Billy's the idiot hothead, Jimmy's the straight, serious kid. And they, they decide to, you know, head home, and they're breaking curfew, they run into some gangs, and then in the car that they have, they look up on some kind of, I don't know how to, I don't know how else to put this, guys, where it makes any sense. But it's like a gang internet? They they pull down the thing and they have a screen and they look up the gang that's pulling them over and they see like a profile on the guy. I I don't know who what kind of database exists for this or I mean it's gangs, people are dying fast, hard, loose, all over the place, so how often does it get updated? Who runs it? Who pays for the server infrastructure to have a database of every gang? And if it's the police, why is that just publicly accessible to just anybody? It is insanely confusing. I understand as a narrative device, it was just there to show us the names and likenesses and explain who the gang person is and tell us to be afraid of them before we ever saw anything about them, but it was fucking stupid. It didn't... Christ. They The, the whole movie, they just steal from other movies. And they just take, like, little parts and it's like, um, the Friedman and Seltzer movies. Like, do you know, do you remember those? Like, uh, Meet the Spartans... An Epic Movie, there's a whole shitload of them around like the mid-2000s. And we talked about them on the podcast before, I'm sure we did. But they tried to be parody movies, but unlike real parody movies like Airplane or The Naked Gun or movies that built up jokes and played an extremely serious situation and brought in silly elements and everyone just acted like that was normal, that's one thing. But the Friedberg-Seltzman-whatever movies they just are like referential. Like they'll, they, I remember there was one scene where they stuck Britney Spears, like during the middle of her meltdown in the scene from 300 and they kicked her and like her baby into the hole. Maybe it was fucking stupid. It's like, here, look, remember Britney, this happened this summer. Look at that. Isn't that funny? Ah, uh, funny. It was, they're bad. Don't watch any of them. They're fucking trash They're This is way better than both. Any Friedberg Seltzman movie way better, way better. Uh, it's still not great, though. Anyway, so that was like the kind of references they make in this movie, where it's just, look at this, because their car is powered by what I can only assume is garbage. They're just pulling garbage off the street and throwing it in the car. And it's that's how it's running, just like Back to the Future 2. Uh, the aesthetic and the setting and everything is New Angeles, it's LA, but it looks like Escape from New York-style rundown aesthetic. Uh, Escape from LA wouldn't be out for another couple years after this, but they, they even film a car chase, this, car, this, this first gang meeting that kicks off the car chase, they film it in the same tunnel filming location as the tunnel from Back to the Future 2, when Marty's on the skateboard trying to get away, and he's at the end of the tunnel, and he's got to get back to the other side to get to the DeLorean, we've all seen it, same tunnel, they filmed it at the same place, which is just mind-blowing, that was a heck of a decision, there's a lot of crazy creative decisions to talk about in this, but they are all absolutely insane. Then we meet the next big character, played by Alyssa Milano. Uh, Marion Delario is her name. She is she was the big name before this. She was like uh, she was on Who's the Boss. She was a huge deal on that, and she was getting into movies and she did some here or there. But in this one, she plays a street kid gang leader, but her parents don't know about it. Like when she's at home, she wears this ridiculous wig that I guess her parents just don't realize is a fucking wig. Uh, and then she wears like dresses like an 80 year old. And then when she leaves the house, she's in this tough chick street clothes and runs this gang of street kids who are all like graffiti artists. It's very confusing. She's like cosplaying as a runaway youth and is their leader and then gets to go home and sleep at night, not in the fucking street like these kids. It was very strict why anyone would follow her. Is- be on me but she plays uh the character marion who is the name of the female character in the video game the video game is very weird i'll get to it in a sec but uh apparently she's this gangler, and she's in the movie she's out of the movie she comes she goes she helps him she doesn't it's she's all over the place at the end they all go into the big fight together and work out but uh the next we, we get to this then moment where uh santori their guardian talks to Patrick Stort uh, and through this conversation he calls her lotus flower she calls him iceman they have a history i don't know if they're immortal beings or or just gym buddies i don't understand how they know each other from way back in the day but they do uh, and and the the vibe i got was like hundreds of years ago they fought you know what i mean like they're just reincarnated immortal things or what god knows what but maybe not i don't know and then the this mohawk dude pops up steroided freaked out like uh one of those crazy practical effects from that movie Freaked or uh those Big Fat Twins and Nothing But Trouble you guys i'm sure you guys have seen all of these uh but he was the same mohawk dude from the beginning that stopped Jimmy and Billy at the i don't know the ch- the gang checkpoint and apparently he joined the bad dudes and got steroided up and is now this freak monster who is made out of clearly like material stuffed with, like, pillow stuffing to be this crazy huge dude. It's bad. Anyway, Satori tries to save them, ends up getting exploded in the building, and I, I, the way they set it up is they don't show her death. They show her right before the death. I assume she would come back, like, at the last act and be like, the bat. no, she's dead. She's fucking dead. Uh, and basically, Billy goes gets away with the piece, and then he has the body piece, and then Robert Patrick has... The soul. Pe- I don't remember. I don't care. I'm just gonna fly through this because this is. I have a lot to say at the end. Uh, there's a fun little moment here of a kid in an arcade that's playing like VR and he has a headset on. And honestly, it looks pretty close to what we would see as VR headsets now. It's slightly bigger, but it's pretty interesting that they kind of predicted that. But that's the only fucking future thing they predicted, and it would have been wouldn't been for another 15 years. No. Oh yeah, 22, 23 years. Anyway, does not matter. I I'm this isn't. I'm not a math guy. You know, not a math guy. So um, there's these these gangs are now all hanging out, right? They don't like how this is happening. Uh, they they're I guess Bo a Bobo, who was the name of the fucking Mohawk guy who's now roided up, uh, went down or disappeared or is gone, is no longer in charge. So the gangs are all trying to talk to each other to figure out who's in charge. And then there's this crazy sequence where the T1000 shows up. He flashes some, like, shadow magic in front of all the gangs, and then they're all like, yep, he's in charge now, and he just runs everything now. He just has the gangs at his whim. I Is that all it takes to do some fucking magic bits, and all of a sudden it's like, I will now kill people for you. That's it. Boom. Done. <sighs> there is then uh, a sequence where Jimmy and Billy are trying to get away from the gangs. They're running, they're running, they're running. They get on a jet ski. There's a jet ski race, and then at one point, the river just catches on fire, which uh, is a funny story because this sequence was filmed in the Cuyahoga River in Ohio, which is right next to Cleveland, and that river used to be so industrially polluted, it actually did catch on fire several times through its history because of the pollution caught on fire. Yeah, so maybe a little bit on the nose to catch that river on fire. Anyway... So we keep going, and at some point in this thing, Alyssa Milano's gang, the Street Kid gang, uh, found Boa Bobo and are torturing him by feeding him spinach, like funneling it down his throat, and then he farts a bunch, and then he's like, I guess I'll join up with you guys, my other boss tried to have me killed, and I'll get into this fucking kids it's a kids by the way it's a kids movie i don't know if it it doesn't sound like one right post-apocalyptic la gangs run the streets at night oh it's for children by the way Uh, we'll get into how ridiculous that is and then there's skateboarding and rollerblading sequence at the mall which is just so dope and then the gangs essentially break the truce apparently there was a truce we didn't hear about where the gangs run the streets and they run the city at night the cops do their fucking job during the day, but just at night go home and just call it a day and like, "Hey, um we don't want to be cops at night cuz it's too dangerous, so you guys just don't don't go out at night. There's a worldwide or citywide curfew." And again, I have no idea if this is just LA or if this is the entire nation or what's going on, but the cops are played like assholes. They're just too fucking scared to go and do their job. But we you know, we keep moving. Eventually the Lees face off against the T1000. They uh, Robert Patrick tells him that he killed their dad because apparently back in the day they knew each other, and that's why Santori was their guardian. Santoria, like I said, still dead. Uh, they they do these fight sequences which are which are just not great. They're not. It's not a good fighting sequence even for the time. Uh, I mean today there are quick cuts and waste us filmed, and it's all very. The, uh, obviously, people these days aren't punching other people in the face, but like the contact and the blocking are very real. And, like, some contact is made, but for this, they, it was all, like, it looked like a Wild West movie when they threw the punch and the other dude's, like, eight feet away and they fall back. Looked a lot like that. That's where, the, apparently, they got their fight coordinators. But uh, there's also a weird moment where they're fighting in an arcade. Like, the the fight just pours out of the street into an arcade, and I think it's Billy is standing in front of an actual double dragon machine. He ducks out of the way and they punch and destroy the screen. It was... F- Stupid nod. Anyway, the 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 fight happens. They throw down with Robert Patrick. They get both the pieces of medallion. They get this super sweet magic matching armor, which just appears out of nowhere and is now flashy. I, it's like a karate gi, but like from the game. It was very dumb. And then once the T one thousand, once Robert Patrick is bested, he Jimmy uses the the body medallion to climb into Robert Patrick's body and be like, oh, yep, yeah, that was me. I did the whole thing. Arrest me right now. I won't be it. You should do it right now. I'm confessing to everything. Confessing to everything. Oh, by the way, here's a check. This is for the cops so they can do their jobs at night. Blah, 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 And then Jimmy leaves his body and he comes back to He's like, what? What the hell? And the movie ends. That's it. That's the movie. And I'll tell you guys, this movie was alarmingly bad. Because, and I, you know, I can't really fault... Uh, robert patrick who by the way he was in terminator 2 that that came off like 91 so he had he could do whatever movie he wanted he was huge hugely recognizable he did like one of wayne's world 2 he did that bit where he was the cop again he did a couple other like bits where he was that cop again and then I, is this the next movie he does is is like i get any role i want in hollywood i want to be in double dragon fuck what what and then the other the other big problems I have with it is the fact that it's a children's movie. There's the sequence I talked about with Aly- Melissa Milano torturing the guy by feeding him spinach, and he farts a bunch. There are numerous numerous scenes where they the kids are like just they tell stupid jokes. I'm I'm sure there's a burp in here somewhere. That's another classic one you have to have in every kids movie, but. The setting, it's not light at all. Like, it's the darkest kids movie I've ever seen. I mean, there's there's also a, a sequence where Alyssa Milano's character... I can't not talk about this. But Alyssa Milano's character is going into the sewer, and she's, like, bent over, and she's in shorts, and they're both just, like, staring at her butt. Like, staring hard. It is creepy. Super creepy. It's like this movie was written for... 12-year-olds that are trying to act like they're 14. That's who this movie was written for. It it couldn't decide if it won Like, the set-dressing people, the costuming people were all like, oh, post-apocalypse, got ya. Gangs, what kind of style? Like, realistic style or Mad Max? Mad Max, okay, great. I'll make that super real and scary. And then, what about the bad guy? Oh, like, clean-cut. Classic karate style. Yeah, no problem. And then they made these very serious, very nice sets, and then the actors came in and are acting like they're in a kids movie. it's so strange it it's insanely strange it could be what i would like to say is a spiritual successor to mario brothers the movie that came out but mario brothers was also darker it is it's weird how dark it feels but yet how light and stupid it is and when you do that when you combine that light and stupid with a very serious setting and it just its it doesn't work there's no way it's going to work there's no way you can take and make G rated content in a post apocalyptic karate movie with gangs that run the streets at night because the cops are too afraid to go out that's it's insane my final thoughts let's wrap this up final thoughts uh, I think as far as all the other movies I did for this sequence This might be the most enjoyable. Now, you got to come into this movie with the right frame of mind. You can't come into this movie saying, oh, well, I, you know, I just finished watching Lovecraft Country, and uh, I'm looking for something heavy for awards season, so let's check out Double Dragon. No. No. no, You can't do that, or this is going to be the longest hour and a half of your life. Seriously. Like, I was watching this movie. I had to split it up over several days. It's an hour and like 34 minutes or something like that. And I had to stop it twice. I fell asleep. And and this was like know, probably two or three hours before I normally fall asleep. My body just says, you're done. It was, it was boring. There were boring parts to it. And there were, there were so many scenes where they're trying to show, like convey a feeling like there's scenes where they're trying to show the brothers are at odds. Uh, they're different personalities, but they are their own people. And they, do their own thing and at the end of the day they, they get along and they love each other. And I guess they were successful because I got that, but the acting was just bad, man. It's like, no You don't understand me. Like, serious that we're talking that level. It's and I don't think I would even blame I uh, yeah Scott Wolf and Mark DiCostos, he they They've gone on to be perfectly, I mean, Scott Wolf has been pretty serviceable. I haven't seen him in much other stuff, but I would reckon the same Mark Dacascos is actually pretty good at what he does. He's a great actor. And yeah, he doesn't blow up. He doesn't get awards considerations, but he's great. He's, I've seen him after looking at his IMDb. I went through it. He does, to be fair, for a lot of years, he did a lot of TV and he was in like, you know, a small run or something like that, uh, he he's he's been in movies, sure, but he's never the star. And he finally got to star in a movie called Driver. I haven't seen it. I hear it's pretty okay, which I guess isn't the best thing. But yeah, good for him. He deserves it. He's a, he'd been in this business a long fucking time, and I'm glad it paid off for him. So Alyssa Milano's character, I mean, she also did the best she could. She was also coming off like a hot TV role, so I'd expect more out of her, but... Again, the director fucked this up. Like, they decide to make a kid's movie but not tell anyone else involved in the film, except for the writer. So, like I said, give it, if you want to just watch a bad movie and make fun of it with your friends, you're just bored, you want to see some wild 80s effects that are in the mid-90s, I know, but 80s practical effects, and you want some sci-fi weirdness, and you want to see Andy Dick being a weatherman, because that happens. Yeah, and Vanna White's a news anchor. Great. Uh, check this out. Like, be really, like, into- like I suggest party accessories with this. If you're under legal age, don't fucking do it. And drugs are bad, if, depending on where you live. Weed's bad, I guess. But if you want to be high, you, sh- you should do that. You should definitely watch this high, and you have a lot more fun doing it. But that's it. Like, I, I, I'm definitely, in uh, one of the future episodes, I'm going to suggest that uh, chump slap watches it because this is <laughs> I just want someone else to see this to make sure it exists and is is a thing uh, and I didn't even talk about one of the gang members when the the gangs like are chasing Jimmy and Billy we're talking like 150 people running down the street chasing them there's one dude that's just dressed like a mad aggressive mailman if this sounds in any way interesting to you watch it watch it for the train wreck like just watch it for the garbage or if you're a fan of Alyssa Milano from back in the day watch it too um so, yeah, I guess out of all the ones, this is the one you should watch, which still feels bad because it's not good. It's very bad. Uh, at least in the video game, the the which also did make sense. And you can read, and I'm paraphrasing the story, but in that, you're, the whole game is Billy and Jimmy are fighting street toughs to get and rescue Marion. And then the last level is them fighting each other to, to who wins Marion. Video game stories were wild. Uh, maybe one day we can get into that. That'd be a fun episode but anyway what i would like to do i'd like to hear from you guys do you want to hear me talk about more video game based movies that i watch do you want to not are you tired of this do you want to hear something else Do you want to hear me talk about a specific video game movie um just send us an email plottytime at gmail.com if you want to get to us faster on the socials at plottytime on instagram and twitter and whatever other app dr scientist says we're on now and uh also you can check us out on youtube we now have a new image. You've seen it in this one. And uh, it's pretty fun. It's something moving. So it's a moving... It's a waterfall. You're looking at it right now if you listen to us on YouTube. If you want to listen to us on YouTube, get around those work filters, get over there. Plotty time. You'll find it. Uh, that does it for me. Get out there. Play some video games. I will talk to you next time. Peace.